ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to our episode of Uncaped Heroes. We hope that this finds you on the backside of a beautiful holiday and looking forward to all of the amazing things to come in 2022. Um, I am stoked again, as always, to be here. My name is Stacy Johnston, and I'm honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. How are you today, dear? I am doing fantastic. Winter finally decided to show up in Texas, so dealing with that. Yeah. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm well. I agree. It's finally decided to get cold and see what old man winter looks like. Um, and it's cold and windy here, too, but it's okay. I'm in a beautiful spot and uh, loving what we do. As I look at, Kathy, as you look at 22 and this new year that's coming and this opportunity and this blessing that, that I know that I feel that we own, and the ability to do this podcast. What do you look forward to in this coming year with all of this? I am just looking forward to the new people that we get to meet this year. We met so many beautiful people last year. I'm just looking forward to the new journeys and experiences that we get to shine light on this year. Me too. I think it's just, it's an honor to get to do this and to see the light that people shine in the space they provide for others. So if you're ready, without further ado, let's bring our guest in for today and let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, we would love to introduce to you today Mrs. Bernita Bow. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. We're glad that you decided to take a little time and hang out with us today. How about you kick us off? Tell us who is Bernita, what do you do? Why do you do that? And how can we connect with you? Great. Okay. So I am a mother of three, well, two, well, three. Um, I have one son who is resting in the arms of Jesus, but he's still mine. And I have two beautiful children, another son and a daughter, and a beautiful little granddaughter who loves her Gigi to the moon and back. I am uh, now just a podcaster and an associate minister. The last 40 years of my life was spent in higher education administration. Well, I worked with um, youth, I mean, young adults, really, and helping them um, travel that road from being in college to being out on their own into adulthood. So that's what, who I am and what I do. And you can connect with me um, on Facebook as Vernita Boat. And on Instagram at Bernita Inspire. Mm, I love it. You know, I think that there's a there's a space right in there between, you know, you get out of high school and you go to college and you get out of college and there's this expectation that when you graduate from college you got it all and you're ready to roll and join this world. But there's that space right there, right when you're in between getting out of college and finding your groove. And I, yeah, and there is, and there's also some helicopter parents out there, too, that don't want to let go. Um, mm-hmm. Being in college is a different world. Like, when you're in school, all the way through high school, you have someone telling you when your assignments to do, what you have to do. Your mother's getting you up in the morning, or father, whomever it may be, telling you it's time to get dressed, it's time to go to school. When you come to college, you don't have that anymore. That's all gone. And parents need to give children that time to grow, um, of course, still be in their lives, but let them go a little bit so that they can grow and they can learn. And then on the, on the students' um, end, they have to learn that, okay, nobody's going to tell me to get up in the morning. 
Nobody's going to tell me this assignment. So I'm going to get a syllabus, and I am responsible for turning things in when they need to be turned in. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a different world on both ends. Mm, it is. I remember my I remember going to college at 18 and then returning to college at 40, and the difference in the student that I was. Well, oh I, yeah, just, just I've done the grip. <laughs> yeah, just the grip that I had on the world. Cassie as a mother of as a young mom and in that generation was talking about that, those young mid-30s and cruising on. Where does that service and that ability to have that conversation with somebody, what does that mean for you? I think that if there was more people that were willing to talk you through the process like you're doing, it would be easier for some people, you know, because like you said, in high school you have everybody telling you what to do and, you know, all the way through school. And so just to turn them out in the world and be like, okay, great, have a good day, it's kind of unfair because that sets a lot of them up to fail, right? It so does, and that's why we had the tours. Mm-hmm. Right. So know, knowing that there is options out there for, for education and assistance and somebody to just help you along that journey is, is comforting to me as a parent. Yeah, I agree. That's why we had mentors, like, assigned, each mentor was assigned so many students, and mm-hmm. they would mentor that person through this journey that they're on. Like, they could contact their mentor for anything, not just for school work, help with schoolwork or things like that, but just help with life in general, adjusting to being in college, adjusting to being on your own, all of that. Hmm. And it's so important. Some kids, I think, are fortunate. Some young adults are fortunate to have parents alongside them. They go, you got this, right? And and they will actually coach them through it and walk them through it. But there are, I think, a, a greater number that don't. You know, some, I think there's you're like, right. some, yeah, some sort of parental cutoff. And they go, oh, you're 18, you're done, you're on your own, Bye. see you later. And nowhere does it say that. Nowhere you're does it right. say and when this kid turns 18, you're done. Society You're right. Says that. That's exactly right, and it's a, and it's a it's sad that so many families or households have taken on that stance in life. You know, children are not grown when they're eighteen. They you know no. they still need you, um, and then you know you have those students who come who haven't had that that push. You know, they don't mm-hmm. have anybody telling them uh, at all anything. You know, they right. just come in and trying to figure it out. So. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a different world. It really is. I I, I agree with you. I, I absolutely agree with you. So thank you for the space that you provide for that, for that opening for people to just to recognize they got a place to come to go. It's okay to feel really crazy right here, right? And and to yeah. come alongside you. Thank you for that space. I appreciate that. So oh, you're let's take a let's take a little jog and let's look at your journey. Let, let's back up and and look at the life that you took to get to this lady that you stand as today willing to occupy this space for people. When you look at, when you look at your life and you look at where you were from the time you were a young girl until this lady that you stand as today, let me ask you, how would you define the word hero? And who in your life fits into that for you? So my definition of the word hero is the person that has helped me to be my best self. Um, 
not necessarily the person who I saw with something and then I thought, oh, that's my hero. It's the person who have taught me the greatest lessons and helped me to be my best self. Even when I failed, they um, didn't see me as a failure. They saw me as somebody who still had potential to be that best person that they could be. And that person for me is, I, I thought about this a lot, it's my mother. Because my mother taught me one of the greatest lessons at an early age that has made one of the greatest impacts on my life. And she would say, everybody is somebody, and that includes you. I was raised in the early 60s. It was like it was a bittersweet moment because I enjoyed being a child, playing with everybody and and things that children do, but I didn't enjoy the way I was treated sometimes. Being African-American, I had to face so many obstacles just because of the color of my skin, not because I had done anything wrong or said something wrong, but just because of who I was born to be. And more importantly, the bullying and the the name calling and the stairs, they were they were scary. Um and by the time I started going to school, it was still prevalent, but it was disguised a little differently, if you will. It was, you know, they just didn't come out and say it, but they still did some of that stuff. And I would always, even through life, even going through life when life got hard when I was at work and I had supervisors who treated me less than or when I, you know, ran into people who were just being mean. Or I would always replay those words in my head saying those words that you matter. You know, everybody's somebody and that means me. I matter. I matter in this world and I matter to me. And they they made the, those words made the sting a little less agonizing. The painful truth was still there, but it, it seemed to be okay, you know, where it seemed to be okay for people to ridicule you and demean you. Um, when you had done nothing to deserve it, that was still there. Because I, it was instilled in me at an early age that I matter, I knew I, I could take it a little bit better. And then she taught us meekness. She taught us that meekness was not a form of weakness, like, but but I think she did this because for so much of her life, she felt she operated in weakness, sometimes because she had to, and other times because she learned to do so. And she didn't want her children to live in the same life. So she taught us meekness. She taught us how to endure those nasty things and other people's um, without feeling like that we had to resort to violence. She taught us that it's not seen as intelligent because you can fight like others fight. However, your strength is in your ability to think before you act. And she taught us that any response that we give, any response, however we get it, give it, should be out of kindness and not out, out of resentment. So I think that has taken me, it has kept my mouth shut sometimes when I wanted to open it. Um, it has uh, made, you know, it just made me feel and, and look at things differently. Hmm. That's beautiful. What a great, what a great picture of a of a hero, right? And I hope she knows that you see her like that. You, you know, know, my mother passed in. Yeah, she passed in 2019, and she did. We would talk often. Um, she knew, you know. I I tell her, you know, mom, thank you, <laughs> you know, because it wasn't easy, and it wasn't easy for her to teach us in this way. 
but she did. She put aside herself to teach us, you know, how to be better and how to always be better even as we go through life. I love that, that meekness is not a form of weakness. I really love that. So is there a, is there a life lesson that you have learned that you would like to share with our audience? Oh, boy, yes. Um, I think the one thing that I think that I really take to heart is you, you will reap what you sow. Uh, if you want kindness, yeah. extend kindness to others. If you want good things to happen to you, be good to others. Because if you spend your life bringing destruction to others, the destruction is going to follow you. Uh, I had to learn this because I've always been a very tiny person. Um, and growing up, I was just really small, really tiny, and felt like I had to be real assertive and assert my way into conversations, assert my way into groups, assert my way. But I became mean at doing it because people weren't paying attention to me. They weren't listening to me. I always I always felt like I was a, a square peg in a round world, like I just didn't fit in. So I became very mean. But then people responded to me in that way, like they just, they just responded to me in a mean way and, you know, would mm-hmm. tell me things and would say things to me. A lot of things that my mom had taught me just went out the window, you know, because I wanted to be a part of something. I wanted to fit in. And I decided one day that that was not the way that I wanted to live my life. So if you want to have people be good to you, you got to be good to people. If you want to be kind, you got to extend some kindness. It's a lot easier to smile than it is to frown, and laugh really is the best medicine. I say that because when you're laughing, laughing, you're usually thinking thoughts, so no hatred, no malice, no jealousy, selfishness or self-consciousness, you know, all those things that need to be lead to being negative, that don't bring any joy to your life. You know, just learn how to laugh and remember that, you will reap what you sow. It's going to come back to you. Mm. We've had more than one conversation about that. It matters what you put into the circle because it does come back around. Yes. And you, you will get back what you put into the circle. Whatever. You will. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And, and people just don't believe that. I guess, I guess, you know, like I did, like it wasn't that I didn't know it or I didn't believe it. You know, sometimes you just test the waters and, <laughs> And sometimes when you're trying to buffer your own self-satisfaction, you just do things that are not nice and, you know, are mean. And you learn that that's what you're going to get back. Very true. Absolutely a solid truth. You do replay yourself. I think it takes a bigger person to acknowledge that. than to just get by with it. So Yeah, and, and and for me it was more of wanting to live a better life than just being you know, like you people, nobody wants to be around somebody who's mean. You know? You who mm-hmm. wants to live by themselves all the time, not because they choose to, but because nobody wants to be around you. So for me it was just wanting to be able to live a better life and have some friends in it. I tell my kids all the time, I say, you know, everybody's just walking each other home, so we might as well be kind to each other on that journey. 
Yeah, and and everybody, you're right because your life is really not your own. So somebody is always watching. So if you're going to put anything out to the universe, out into the world, put kindness out there. Let somebody see you being kind so that they can reciprocate their kindness to someone else. Absolutely. Amen. I've heard a lot of conversations in the last 60 days about the need for kindness to be our next movement. <clears throat> and I, I would be behind that movement. Right. To, to oh, yeah. Bring kind, just to bring kindness back. It's a, yeah, yeah, I think we lost step. it. It's just gotten covered up recently. You know, but yeah. underneath, underneath there's still this beautiful light of kindness and service and grace. And that's what we try to do with this podcast is to, to highlight that, just like the service that you provide. In this world where that we're, we're told from the day one that when you get to be 18 and you get out of high school, you're going to have all the answers and you're an adult and you can take your own thing, that's society, right? And where are we as that village raising our people to come back together and show that kindness? And so this space that you provide, Bernita, is that kindness in action. And that's what yeah. we try to highlight on this podcast, on this show, is those people around the world that offer that space of kindness and acceptance and love and just come over here and get better here. We, we own that with you. You know, we're, we'll come alongside you. So it's out there. It's out there. We just need to make it more present than what the world would have you see. Does that make sense? You're right. You're right. I believe that. And I believe that people, people have good in them. Like, I think that we all have good in us. And sometimes we just allow our bad to overtake our good. But if we would just go back and, and really look deep inside ourselves and really learn ourselves and be our true, authentic selves, then I think that we would show, we would extend more kindness than bitterness. I agree. Cassie, what do you think? I think that, you know, nobody's born inherently bad. It's 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 learned. It's learned. You know, you you watch how your parents treat people and how they handle situations and how they talk about other people when they're not around. And you know, you always have those little eyes on you. So it's a learned behavior. You know, so as a parent, if I want my kids to be productive, functioning, able, kind members of society. I have to be that. Mm-hmm. Because nobody else Amen. is going to teach them that, right? If you don't teach them how to act, the world will teach them how not to act. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a bumper sticker right there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's so true. It, it is so true. Well, the statistics say that, that children, people in general, they remember 7% of the words that you say and 93% of how you make them feel. And so that's you right. have to live it. you got to model it. Or it's just and words in a dictionary. You're right. And, and they hear what you're saying, but they're more after to do what you're doing than what you tell them to do. Amen. Amen. Right. And my, my, I'll go with my old adage for parents out there. It is you, you feel the challenge of 0 to 17, right? All the things you yep. have to be, all the hats you have to wear from 0 to 17. But it is easier on your soul and in your life to get them from zero to seventeen than it is from seventeen to twenty-five. 
So you're right, and you, you've got to engage from 70 to 25. You think they need you then. They need you as much then as they did when they were seven. That's right. Just to show them the way to set the boundaries and teach them. So, all right, let's turn these tables once again, Bernita. We're going to have to get ready to, to take this to our place. Let's put you on the pedestal for a moment and let you recognize that you are probably, in fact, more people's hero in the day than you recognize. So thank you for that. Thank you for the people that can call you their hero. You're welcome. We We appreciate you. So with your cape firmly intact on your pedestal, and this is your opportunity to speak to the world and give us your one line of wisdom. What's your one line of wisdom, Bernita? What does your T-shirt say? Live your best life. Live. Don't let other people define who you are and how you should live your life. Live your best life. And by living, I mean don't just exist. Don't be afraid to turn the table. Don't be afraid to to try something different. Don't be afraid to take those risks and step out there on faith and do those things that you feel like your heart is calling you to do. Live your best life. You know, we came, we came in this world to live, not to exist. So that's what my T-shirt was saying. Live your best life. And you can't live your best life by being, by being, uh, by extending hatred or by being mean or by being jealous or, or unkind or any of those things. Live your best life by serving others, by helping others, by doing those things that bring you joy. Live your best life. That's what my teacher would say. That's beautiful. Girlfriend, that's beautiful. We've done over 250 interviews, and we've asked this question, and again, your proof, we have 250 completely different answers. Not wow. one person repeats their line of wisdom. It's the most beautiful thing to experience. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for that. We are in a place, ladies, where we're going to have to get ready to wind down. Um, Bernita, I cannot thank you enough for your time, for your wisdom, for your knowledge, and your inspiration in the space that you provide. We would like our audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you want to have a conversation with us, if you have a story to tell, if you want to banner a word, or you just need an ear, we're interested in what you have to say. Please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Kathy, I'm going to give the stage to you for a moment. Is there any way you would like to leave our audience today? Um, I would like to leave our audience, as usual, with a challenge. You know, this conversation has been around being kind to people for no reason, you know, because that's just what you're supposed to do. So take some time today and put forth the effort to be kind to a stranger. Be kind to, maybe not a stranger, be kind to somebody you work with or somebody that you see on a daily basis, but just be kind. See what that does for your heart. Beautiful way to leave a challenge. I love it. I love your challenges. Bernita, we would be honored if you would take the stage, close out our show for us, give us the last 90 seconds. How would you like to leave our audience today? I would like to encourage our your audience by saying that you are not alone in life. You are not alone in what you may be going through. You are not alone, period. You are not alone. There's always somebody out there who can help you go through what you're going through. But you have to open up your mouth and let people know when you're hurting. you got to open up your mouth and let people know when you need help. We are here to help you. And we want you to be able to live your best life. 
If you're hurting or you need help, please let somebody know. Please seek the help that you need. We love you.